At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good Monday evening to you. It is VEASAN's primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino on the tip of the strip here in Las Vegas. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us tonight. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is not only about sports. It is about sports betting. We hope, though, that we do it in a way that brings you into the tent and doesn't uh, send you in the other direction. That is the that is the absolute intent here on this show. And hopefully, if you give us a try here for the next hour or two or three, we'll prove that to you. Football tonight, Green Bay Packers, Detroit Lions. That's in a little over an hour from now. But, Matt, before we talk all things football, yesterday, the autopsy of every game, every coaching decision, a little baseball tonight yes. as well. The lights were still on at my house this morning, but barely. So it was, it was good. Uh, we have four games going off uh, this hour here. 7.05 Eastern, 4.05 Pacific, the Rangers and the Yankees. Alexi versus Cortez. Cortez and the Yankees minus 280 favorites, plus 225 if you want the Rangers as underdogs. Orioles and the Phillies. Means versus Suarez in this one. Suarez and the Phillies minus 210 favorites, plus 175 on Means as the underdog there, 710 Eastern, 410 Pacific Royals and Indians. I believe that's the second half of the doubleheader in that one. About a coin flip there, uh, 115 on the Indians, 105 on the Royals if you want to play that one. 710 Eastern, 410 Pacific. We have the Blue Jays and the Rays. Robbie Ray, Shane Baz. Robbie Ray, minus 130 favorite, plus 110 on the Rays as home underdogs there. And then 740 Eastern, 440 Pacific, we have the Cardinals and the Brewers. John Lester, Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta and the Brewers, minus 180 favorites, plus 155 on Lester and the Cardinals as underdogs. Three late games we'll talk about a little later. All right, you have some pre-flop prop plays on the football game. We'll talk about those later. Uh, I do have a uh, sort of wacky little parlay here that pays uh, uh, plus 147, I believe to be exact, this evening, which is... The Phillies and the Yankees and the Packers, sort of a cross-sport money line parlay, just messing around uh, on this evening, which I think will, uh, you know, I don't mess around and mess around, mess around and get home, actually, in my account, with the Yankees, as you mentioned, big favorites in their game against Texas, and Philly the same against Baltimore. These do have consequences, these baseball games. The Yankees find themselves now on the outside looking in a game and a half behind the Red Sox for that number two wildcard position in the American League. So that's a big game, every game, a big game from here on out for the Bronx Bombers, beginning with this one tonight. Got to get a win. Can't lose to the Rangers. Can't do that. Just not acceptable at this point. And the Phillies uh, got within a game of the Braves for the NL East lead. They did lose to the Mets last night, coupled with a Braves win. The Phillies are now two back in the NL East, but that's a closer proposition for the Phillies than is the wild card where the St. Louis Cardinals, who are in action, as you mentioned, a little later tonight against the Brewers, the Cardinals kind of have a cushion here at this point. Three and three and a half games against their nearest rivals for that number two wildcard position. So the Cardinals actually with some breathing room 
uh, in the National League of that race for the wild card. A little later, Seattle and Oakland, both teams on the outside looking in. Oakland with a better shot at it than the Mariners have. Uh, as far as football, where do we begin yesterday with Sunday of week three? Let's start with uh, one of the themes, which is a quarterback bloodbath really yesterday. One, Terod Taylor of the Houston Texans. Uh, he will not go Thursday night, three nights from now, when Houston takes on the Carolina Panthers. Terod Taylor in scoring the Texans' second touchdown yesterday to put the Texans up 14-7. to Did pull a hamstring. Could be sidelined up to four weeks. Yeesh. Uh, Davis Mills will be the starter on Thursday. There was some speculation, Matt, that uh, yeah, will Deshaun, will we see Deshaun Watson? That was quickly squelched yeah. this morning. They said no way. No way on that. Not going to happen. Then the other ones... Um, you know, all kinds of different things. One, Andy Dalton, who had to leave the game yesterday for the Bears, and the Bears' eventual win over the Bengals. Backdoor Bengals teaser leg got there. But uh, Dalton uh, gave way to Justin Fields, not expected to miss any time with the bone bruise. Yeah, that is uh, pretty interesting. I, I thought I thought for sure at least a week with that on him. Um, it looked way worse. So, I mean, yes, it did. you know, look, we've, that's at least been the theme so far through the first two weeks is these injuries on field look way worse than they end up being whenever we get the final report back on a lot of these. I thought Dalton was, was, I thought he might've been done. So yeah, I did too. And, but have, have, as we discussed all off season, we kind of projected and Matt Nagy's almost sort of hinted mm -hmm. without really saying that Justin Fields you know, we won't see Justin Fields as a starter till week four. We said the whole time, yeah. week four versus the Lions. So maybe this is just one week further that we'll see Eddie Dalton. Who knows? But Dalton not expected to miss any time. The Colts in their loss, but they did cover against the Los Angeles Rams, end up losing by a field goal. They were four-point closing dogs or three-and-a-half-point closing dogs. Carson Wentz dealing with not one sprained ankle, Mateo, yeah. but two. He is questionable for week three. I have sprained an ankle. And I've sprained the other ankle. I've never sprained both ankles at the same time. So that I seems horrible. Don't know how you do that. Yeah, it I mean, takes it's, talent. It, it seems it, like it takes talent to be. Able yeah, to do I mean, that. it seems horrible. I mean, like you, there's at least you you hobble on the one you know that's not that's not hurt. But then if both are hurt, I don't know how you. What do you do? Do you get a wheelchair? I told this story this morning. There was a kid in sixth grade when we were running relay races. You remember relay races, right? And our wall, uh, the, the, the teachers kind of didn't misjudge how far the wall was away from where you had to get for the relay race. And this kid, Tony May, and trying to break his, his uh, you know, momentum, broke both of his wrists. <laughs> That's, <terrible. laughs> That's the only thing I can think terrible. of. Shout out Tony May, by the way. Uh, and then the other, uh, the other injury of consequence, Tua Tagovailoa with his ribs, MRI negative. He he played barely four minutes yesterday. Had to leave that game. Gave way to Jacoby Brissett in the Dolphins' thirty-five to nothing shellacking at the hands of the Buffalo Bills. He's day to day, but this is just about pain tolerance for him. Yeah, I, one of the things I think that we're really going to need to find out in this is is what what type of cartilage damage there might be with that because it could be pretty painful for him to to try and play with that if there's any like significant cartilage damage there. So it would surprise me if he were to play this week, but they have much better medical care and treatment than, than we do. So yeah. I am, you know, I had my little rib thing and I was done for like half a year. So yours was a floating rib. Yes. 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 And, he, I, we, you know, he doesn't have that, but yes, there, and we should also add everybody that came in to replace every one of these guys was putrid, putrid, like, Horrible, horrible backup quarterback. Play. Right, but how? I mean, how much of that do we say? Well, they didn't get any reps with the first team. They weren't expecting to play. I mean, that's. I'm not trying to make an excuse, but there's part of that, right? There some, is. Some of these guys will come out and be much better this week. One would hope. 
I do not think so, but yes. Really? Yeah. I okay. mean, I don't think Davis Mills is any good in the first place, so I don't think he's going to look any better. I don't I mean, again, we we talked all offseason. If they thought if they thought Eason was any good, they'd have played him from the get-go. They wouldn't have gone out and got Carson once as it was. Um, Justin Fields, I think, is just going to – he's a rookie quarterback that is going to have to take a few games to to, to improve. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, it, it looked to me like all these guys have at least – a little bit to go. Jacoby Brissett was the guy I was thinking of. I think he's we, the I only one. Although he looked bad, he did look bad. Yeah. Although he looked, yeah. he looked bad, and there's no excuses for him. I thought he, he was going to come in, and yeah. I thought he was going to come in and maybe push Tua for uh, for the job after that this week, and that did not happen at all. That You're right, not. Matt. This was uh, Brad Bigsel from the Chicago Tribune on that uh, Dalton situation. So Bears PR. There's a quote from one of his tweets earlier. Bears PR just came into the media room to deliver a message from Matt Nagy. Andy Dalton is the team's starting quarterback when he is healthy. Yeah. So they have, it sounds like he has no plans to switch to Justin Fields as long as Dalton is there and able to, able to play. There was some strange exchange with a reporter this morning where someone asked him, will Andy Dalton start if he's healthy? And Matt Nagy sort of said, well, that's not a question I'm going to answer. And he had the strange phrase, with scheme. And the reporter shot back, that's not a scheme question. And Matt Nagy goes, yes, it is. <laughs> so I have okay. no idea what that was about. By the way, Baker Mayfield also got hurt in that game briefly against the Texans, a game that if Terod Taylor had stayed in that game, who knows? The Texans look like they might have pulled off an upset. We'll never know. Uh, shoulder soreness, he didn't miss any game time. He won't miss any time moving forward, not expected to anyway. And the other one was Derek Carr, which was particularly interesting because Marcus Mariota, was on IR. Mm -hmm. So Derek Carr looked for a minute like he might not return to that game against the Steelers, but he did, and the rest is history. The Raiders roll the Steelers 26-17. to The group did say he's questionable. He is questionable. For week three. Yeah, Yeah, that was one we didn't really think was going to be that bad, and then that came out this afternoon. He has been listed as questionable for that game Mm -hmm. next week. So I didn't... One of those you don't really know how much much gamesmanship is maybe involved in that, but yeah, it is listed as questionable, so something to keep an eye on. I mean, he looked... He he definitely looked like he was rocked. I mean, like he definitely oh, yeah. looked like he was he was not feeling yeah. very good. So, you know, once the adrenaline comes down and all the things like that, I mean, some of these injuries can set in a little bit worse. I mean, for the for the Browns, one of the things, even though Baker Mayfield looked like he's going to be fine, uh, Jarvis Landry left that game very very early, and he's going to probably going to miss a couple of weeks. Typically, whenever you have these these MCL sprains, they don't run you right back out there. So it looks like he's going to miss a little bit of time as well. So. We're seeing some of these teams that were dealing with a ton of injuries last year start to have to deal with more injuries this year, particularly the 49ers, who if you are running back for the 49ers, go out and bubble wrap, I guess, because, man, this is just unbelievable. It's incredible. And then it doesn't seem to matter who they plug in. It always seems to work out fairly well, though yesterday wasn't really a box score, uh, you know, bonanza for 49ers running backs. By the way, the Raiders, in case you were wondering who do they play next week, they host the Miami Dolphins. And what's the depth chart behind Derek Carr? That would be, any guesses? Yeah, Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's uh, Gruden's boy. Yeah. Loves loves Nate Peterman. <laughs> that's loves his, him. That's his guy. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Beyond the theme of quarterbacks getting hurt yesterday, uh, there was a couple other things, and we'll get into all of it, one of which was very, very curious coaching decisions in multiple cases. We'll go through all of those. Uh, very strange calls by refs. You know, getting back to Thursday night with that J.D. McKissick strange thing, like, that's oh, a first down. Why are we reviewing it? Of course it's a first down. There were there was more of that yesterday. And the biggest thing, and we'll talk about this after the break, has everything to do with betting. And I'm curious what you guys think, because here on Primetime Action, we pride ourselves Friday going through injury reports for every one of these games. 
And this was the week where if you if you waited till after the injury reports, the injury reports almost torpedoed you. Mm-hmm. It was the one week where we're betting before the injury report, you might have been better yeah. off. Aberrational. I don't think that's going to be a consistent thing, but for this one week, that really got the best of us in multiple cases. We'll talk about that coming back on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Visa.com to check the current betting splits data. New feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way. That VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Um, I wanted to just talk about briefly what we what I mentioned before the break, which is Matt. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, listen, the being here on a Friday night helps us 90% of the time. But every once in a while, um, the team that gets the worst of the injury report, and in some cases dramatically so, it doesn't matter in the end. They still end up winning or covering. And in this case, this week, it was almost every team that got the worst of it. The Ravens, the Colts, the Vikings, the Niners, the Raiders, all of them win or cover. I or mean, both. our contest conversation is just still comical at this point. Really. Yeah. Like, we we talked it through so well. Matt broke so down well. the injuries. That said, it doesn't matter because the Falcons somehow, so, because the choice between the two, doesn't even, the Falcons does, somehow right. blew it. Somehow blew it. And yeah. Seattle blew it, right? Wasn't that a choice? Was that a choice? Or no, no? I, had tight, I, I was on Titans. Okay. Uh, that was my, that was my one straight. Got it. One. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I was on the Falcons yeah. in the contest, and because it came down to those two, we were like, "Oh, is it Falcons or whatever?" And then they somehow blew it too. <laughs> Did like, matter. Yeah. Didn't matter. Didn't Matt, matter. Matty Ice with the pick sixes, but that was that to me was the was the weird betting quirk of the week, where it's so, like you were better off just winging it on Wednesday. As we as we move on and, and recap some of these games, this, it was a weird, 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 weird week all all together. There were some weird things that went on that really shifted games completely and stuff. And yeah, it was. Um, it was brutal too. It was, it, was, it was rough. Everything we won in week one, we gave back in week two. So uh, we're starting fresh here in, in uh, week three. Well, I know you have bets tonight, the Packers and the Lions. So it's time for Prop Watch. All right, Matt. I know you have multiple bets here. Let's start with the uh, passing props. Does anything here? Interest you between Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff, yes. whether it's passing yards, does, passing touchdowns, or How picks. did Jared Goff get a hundredth of a yard is what I would like to know. <laughs> that, that's, 255.55? Yeah, I'm wondering how he gets a hundredth of a yard. It's the only thing. Special. If he, are you a loser if he, if he gets like less than – okay, I don't know. Um, uh, so the passing yards, I didn't um, – I didn't play in this one for a couple different reasons. I think there's a super wide range of outcomes in this game from from a passing standpoint, which is why I didn't which is why I didn't want to play this, especially from the golf side of things, because they could get down they could get down so so quick so soon that he has to end up throwing sixty times again. Right. And then so the two fifty five, obviously you would just destroy the over because he or you know, listen, we think that I also think I think the Packers and the point spread says the Packers are going to control this game. The the I believe that the Packers are going to win this game pretty handily. But listen, is there a chance that maybe this Packers team 
isn't quite as good as we thought heading into this season. Sure. So if the if the Lions keep this thing relatively close, well, then you know that two fifty five is certainly completely up in the air. So I, I didn't play any of the passing props in this one because I do believe that the the range of outcomes is is really 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 high. Now on the Aaron Rodgers passing touchdowns, that juice. I, I didn't see anything close to that because I would have played over two and a half if it was only minus 120 on the over. Here in town, everywhere I looked, it, you, it was getting into the 160s, 170s or something like that. I do believe Aaron Rodgers is going to go out and try and get back some of what he left on the field in game one yeah. as far as statistics go because one of his worst statistical games in his career last week. So it would not surprise me in the least bit for him to... to and plus, honestly, they yeah. use... They use that short passing game when they get in the red zone anyway, right? Like those quick hitters to, to Devontae Adams and just have him kind of like it's an extension of the run game almost, right? And and so, um, yeah, I would have bet that if there was a 120 here in town, but that there wasn't anything anywhere close to that. Devontae Adams minus 150 for an anytime touchdown score. <laughs> like, man, yeah. that's, that's – uh, you're laying a lot of juice for that. I didn't I didn't bet any props tonight, Matt. I will say the one that stuck out, stood out to me was – was and I, I didn't want to bet it, so I, I'm not I'm not touching it. But Jared Goff over on his passing yards and over the point five five. You're right, it's very mm-hmm. important. Uh, going over there just because I kind of feel I I do expect the Packers to bounce back tonight. I kind of feel like everybody does, yeah. and so it'll be kind of comical if they don't. Extremely comical, especially how many Packers fans we have working on this show right now downstairs. Do we have Packers? Oh fans? yeah, we got Wyatt Tom checked out. Oh, there. that's right. We got Ben Wilson helping out tonight. That's Both right. big Packers. They're fans, Bucks so. fans. I, there's part of me that wants right. to see them just come out real flat. I should uh, say this just <laughs> nice. to, just for just, just so that we're completely accurate here. Um, the over money is coming on both these guys. So Goff is at two fifty nine and a half now, and oh, wow. Rogers at two eighty nine and a half now. So so over money has come in on uh, on these guys from a passing yardage standpoint. And I think a lot of people probably are going about it like we just explained with Goff, that they probably get behind, they probably right. get down early, and he has to end up throwing 50-some-odd times in this game. That's and, my thinking on it, yeah. And, and, you know, look, you can be inefficient and still get over 200, and, well, it's now 250, to get to 260 yards. Like, you can be inefficient and get to 260 if you're throwing 55 times, right? And so that I think a lot of people probably got to that conclusion. I just didn't. Didn't feel quite comfortable enough to get there to pull the trigger on that. I'm with Wyatt and Ben Kelly because I have not only the Packers in that little stupid parlay I did, but I also have them in Survivor, so they better win. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I hope they come out first quarter's just a little flat, then it picks up for all you guys. Let's go to rushing props. Aaron Jones, the high water mark in this game, 70 and a half for the Packers. DeAndre Swift, who did uh, pretty much filled up the box score last game, 40 and a half last week with against the Rams. Uh, A.J. Dillon, 39 and a half. Jamal Williams, formerly of the Packers, now with the Lions, 38 and a half. And then the two quarterbacks set at a very modest 8.5 yards each. So the little bit of under money on Jones, he's at 69 and a half right now. Dillon is at 38 and a half right now. DeAndre Swift has ticked up a couple, uh, ticked up a yard. He's at 41 and a half on this. So I did play, um, I did play A.J. Dillon. Now, I played this last night, and there was a book here in town that I think opened it way too low. Um, opened A.J. Dillon at 34 and a half yards, and so I did play the over on him there, and I played the over on carries as well. Now, this goes into how I think the game is going to play out, and the reason I wouldn't say, hey, definitely tell me on this or anything like that is because, again, I, I do think there's at least a a little sliver that the Lions keep this thing uncomfortably close for a little bit longer than mm-hmm. maybe we would expect. And so um, that said, I 
my kind of game script here is the Packers control. My game script is that the Packers score a bunch of points here. And with that, listen, we saw Jamal Williams when he was in town. He was getting he was getting 10, 12 carries a game when they would get up in these in these games like that. And and so Dylan comes in. They spent draft capital on this guy. They spent a second round pick on him a couple of years ago. So I mean he is he's a guy that obviously they wanted to get in there. And so for me, I think they get up. I think Dylan starts to get some carries as well. And then with that, you know, if he gets to the nine carries, then all I need him to do, obviously, to get over the 34 and a half is to average four yards a carry. If he's not averaging four yards a carry, then something's wrong. So, again, there's just a little bit of a formula there as to how that all kind of goes down. So, if I have the over on eight and a half carries, if he gets nine carries, he needs to average four yards a carry to get me over on the yardage prop there. And, again, if he's not averaging four yards a carry, then something's something's wrong. You passed on all the receiving yard props. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, 86 and a half the high mark for Green Bay, D, uh, TJ Hawkinson, who uh, would be surprised have himself has himself a pretty darn good year here for Detroit. He's at 54 and a half. Everybody else below that, you just, uh, you passed. Yeah, the, I will say I played a fun one that was only available here in town, so I didn't want to put it on the, on the screen because there's no point, but there's, there was a, someone posted a two, two or more touchdowns and a, and a Packers win for uh, Devontae Adams. Over at four and a half to one. Oh wow! And I was like, okay. if he scores, if he scores two touchdowns, they are definitely going to win. And um, and so uh, I did play that one at four and a half to one. But I do believe if they can ball out here and kind of like after Aaron Rodgers' little speech about it's one game and you know let's not like get all crazy after one game. We'll show you and all. This seems like the perfect opportunity in front of a home crowd to go out and be like. See guys, see what I'm saying? Look, we're 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 not as bad as you thought we were. We didn't we didn't show up in week one. It is what it is. So um wouldn't surprise me for Devontae Adams to have just a monster, monster game in this in this thing. I just didn't want to again, depending on how quick they get up, how how big they get up and all I just didn't I didn't feel comfortable in the passing. Process. I do think it's a good opportunity for us to talk real quick about so you know, if you are betting at DraftKings FanDuel points, bet a bunch of these East Coast books. The correlated same game parlays that mm-hmm. we've been kind of drooling over, looking at some of these things, can be I think can be really valuable to incorporate into your mm-hmm. into your betting. Just be careful; they are some of these shops are not paying out the, the what would be the proper parlay uh, calculation of what that is because they're allowing you to yeah, parlay. You're, you're paying a little bit of a vig right. in order to have the opportunity to play those, and and honestly, I think that's. Fair because you just make these highly correlated plays, like you know. I mean, it's like it's. I can't believe they. Honestly, I can't believe they allow it. Me either. I've just seen betting Twitter outraged over the parlay payout not being what it should be. It's like, well, okay, because that's what they're allowing you. I just can't. I can't believe they allow it in the first place. So for people to get outraged is 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 not. But yo, gambling Twitter is outraged about something. No, what? No, no. There's no way. And they're incorrect, perhaps, about something. (laughs) Uh, real quick, first touchdown scorer as we go out for fun. Yes, let's do a funsies. Hawkinson, 14 to 1 for me. What you got? Oh, I like that because you're going to say the Lions get the ball first. Okay. I'll take uh, I'll take Jones. Rogers, 25 to 1. All right, there you go. Coming back. Fruit baskets, who helped us win bets this weekend? Or very bad fruit. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on VEASAN's primetime action, do not forget that we're all about uh, the amazing 
with VEASAN free trial. We want to tell you about this, where you can make football season your best sports betting season ever. You get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. Everything VEASAN has to offer for $22 per month. Got to do that. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Gil, Matt, and Kelly, um, so much to talk about. But first, ladies and gentlemen, Fruit Baskets. Some bets are just more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. All right. Fruit Baskets, where we virtually, virtual, not really, not reality, we're not that crazy, uh, will send fruit baskets to those that helped us win wagers this past weekend. Sometimes, I think we'll get to a point eventually where if it's a big enough win, we will actually send them a fruit basket. We will I, I find so. their address, and we will send it to them. I think so as well. Okay. Kelly? A couple of these golf outrights, then I should have sent. I should have sent fruit You should have sent something. Yeah. Kelly I had a golf outright. Kelly, you're first. Yeah, what do you got? Max Homa getting it done. Max Homa very active on social media, so maybe we can get him involved in this. That, that, would, be, that would be nice. Yeah, Max Holmes, 67 to 1. Matt had Maverick McNeely in second place. I had taken on him, so we were kind of joking about the, the Fortinet Championship last week, and it ended up being a uh, a kind of a sweat and a big tournament for, for Matt and I. Max Homa gets home, though. I don't know if I could have taken a second another second place for my for my mental sanity to still hold guilt. So thank God that got that home uh, got home. I went went back and counted it last night. Matt, my last outright win was the players with JT. Seven second place or T2 finishes since that point this summer. So thank you, Max Homa, for getting me oh, off the schneid. You're off the schneid. <laughs> off the schneid. <laughs> Extra value is what you get when you bet Fortinet. Here's the um, well here's, here's the thing about that, though, Kelly, is um, this is the first tournament of the season, so like you can only go down from here. Yeah, that's true. So there's that. Like, <laughs> like you can only go down from here. Nothing, nothing, nothing to look forward to for you. Um, yeah, for me, this was, uh, was kind of a – a little bittersweet one here, I guess. But uh, I did have a an Eagles-Bengals teaser, and I'm going to give it up to uh, to Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow, who had pretty terrible days between the both of them. And despite having terrible days, fought till the bitter end to get us these backdoor covers for me to get this uh, to <laughs> yes, get this teaser did. home. Uh, Joe Burrow came in with one of the longest streaks in the NFL without throwing an interception, and then threw three interceptions on three consecutive passes that he threw. And fought through it yes. to come back to get this thing to where the teaser leg hits. So uh, thank you, Jesus H. Burrow, for uh, for that. I appreciate it. Just hold on the Hall of Fame bust. Yes, at this yes. point, though. Yes. Yeah. That I. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he. We said this all last season, and then it came to fruition. I feel bad about saying it again, but like that offensive line is going to get him killed again. Like I mean, he has no time to do anything. Either. I was going to show myself out after that last comment, Kelly. Just show myself out of the studio. <laughs> Uh, we have a joint fruit basket, Kelly. That's right. I mean, this we, we took it the uh, the opposite way a little bit from what Matt just did yeah. on our on our teaser. Yeah, we're we're going Justin Fields for hey hey man, glad to see you, but thanks for throwing that very untimely pick to let you know yes. let the Bengals get in the back door. Joe Burrow didn't do it himself. Yeah, Joe Burrow yes. didn't do it himself. He needed a little help from Justin Fields. I think we we all think you're going to have a great future in Chicago, and hopefully it starts sooner rather than later. But thank you. For he, he can have a grape out of Joe's basket. I'll give him a grape out of Joe's <laughs> basket. To, yeah. uh, and then Zach Wilson on the other side. A couple rookie. I mean, couple rookies here, but four ints. Uh, they, we we all didn't have a great NFL weekend, but that that Patriots game was pretty easy, relatively, because uh, Zach Wilson made it that way. You got one more. The man. only one that coasted home for me, basically all week. Yeah, was that one. 
Yeah, so uh, Mike Williams, that was the the player prop. You know, I thought that this game was going to be a complete shootout. Both of these teams just failed miserably once they got into scoring position. But uh, with that, at least on in route to failing when they got to uh, scoring positions, uh, Mike Williams got home on his receiving prop in the first half. So there was at least one cruise job for me this week, and um, his his receiving prop again. Like this is. I, there will be better days for this Chargers um, for this Chargers team. We'll talk about this as we review these games throughout the course of the show. I mean, I, there might be a chance to uh, there might be a chance to to buy low on on this team as well. So anyway, that coasted home, and then also just buying a buying the half point here and there. Like if there's something, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to that. Send it a fruit basket. Whoever invented the buying of a half point out there, thank you. <laughs> I'll send you a fruit basket. But that saved me in this. Uh, in that Rams-Colts game, that was going to be just another brutal, brutal loss for me this week. But fortunately, had uh, had brought that down to three and then ended up with a with a push, which uh, after a week like this week, felt like a win. Oh, you'll take that. It's amazing yeah. how those feel like wins on a felt week like, like a that. win. You yeah. know, I got a lot of criticism downstairs for my for uh, my picture decision on, bu- on buying a half point. And I was like, no, that's perfect. That's what he did. Three, three yeah. and yeah, but yeah, yeah. just out of the juice. That's uh, What was the criticism? Short. They were just like, what is this? What is this fruit basket? Oh. Like, well, I had like, to explain, explain it, it, and Matt I explained it. it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I explained oh, it. Very feisty downstairs. Very feisty. Uh, speaking of that Chargers game, uh, second and goal at the Dallas 7 with 535 left. The Chargers are down three points. And Micah Parson, quote-unquote, sacks Justin Herbert for an 18-yard loss, led to a tying field goal, which the Cowboys then subsequently won with a field goal of their own, which we'll get to. But the the we talked about the J.D. McKissick strange play Thursday night where he clearly got a first down, but they reviewed it only to say, oh, yeah, that's first down. We, we didn't have pleasure of the audio on Thursday. We were like, why are they reviewing this? There was the, the Justin Herbert, again, air quotes, sack, which wasn't. It wasn't even close to being. Like, it was why yeah, they blew it down on the grass as he's backpedaling. Right? And, yeah, and then the Russell Wilson safety that wasn't where Tennessee had to win it even after that, even though they really wanted on the stage. It's a very strange officiating. Man, there was that. It was what? The Julio Jones catch? In the, the Julio the Jones catch. Zone. How's that not a touchdown? Yeah, like the that, 57 that was... taunting calls this week. Yes. That like some of which changed the course of games. Right. And the 57 taunting calls is funny because if I if, if I saw this correctly, Lamar Jackson did a full somersault into yeah. the end zone, but yeah, that's but not perfectly, that, But that's not taunting. Just don't, just don't get too excited when you make a big play. But you break up a pass that right. like is a huge pass breakup, and you're yeah. like, yeah, and they're like, oh, no, 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 we can't have that. No can't, show of emotion. Can't have that. Listen, if you are actively in somebody's face and you are right. d- whatever, that that at least I can get down with just a little bit. But it seems as if, because we didn't get this last week, and it seems as if maybe they got a these refs got a phone call from the office going, like, yeah. hey. What happened? It, Where are all these taunting going? We didn't does. get any. We didn't get any taunting calls, and then they were almost quick to throw the flag on these taunting calls. And again, so now you're now it's again it's not a it's not a whole like yes sub, holding is subjective. You could technically call holding on every play, and I get that with all of these these penalties and stuff. But there are obvious holds. There are obvious pass interferences. When you jump off sides, it is a penalty. We understand all these different things like that. False starts and whatever. But now you have a you're adding yet another subjective call. The most subjective ever because 100%, it's now hundred percent. Now it's well, did he did he taunt or was he just happy or was it a happy taunt or was it a mean taunt or which <laughs> way? I don't know what he what's he doing. Like is he is he doing that maliciously or is he doing? I you know I mean and so these refs like I it's hard for me to blame them because they're probably going I don't really know what to call either. Like, 
that kind of seemed like taunting. So, yeah, here, let me throw a flag on that. Kelly, if I was a D-back and I made a play, I'd totally go to the old school boxing thing over somebody and see if they call that. <laughs> well, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I'm taking all comers. But it's just, you know, listen, as a fan, we, we, look, at these, we look at these different things and we're like, okay, does, does something enhance or does something make the game worse, right? And if a guy, again, like I said, if a guy is down in someone's face and they're on the ground, stuff like that, yes, flag the guy that we don't we don't need that because that's just going to end up in retaliation and all kind of, you know, and then the game gets out of hand. And as a fan, I don't want to see all that nonsense. But if it's just a you made a good play and you're celebrating a good play, to me as a fan, that does not ruin the experience to me no, at, all. Not at all. It does not change the way that the game is being played out or anything like that. Like this is just this is just insanity. Like I, I don't understand why are we taking something and trying to make it actively worse. Well, it's it's one of those like it's it's not even that just that to me, Matt, because it's it's think about how much over the years defensive players and especially defensive backs have been stripped away from what they can do legally on the right. field, where you can touch them. You know, yeah. where like they're always getting the bad end of it. And now it's like, okay, they get excited when they finally make a purely legal play that's a great defensive play. And it's like, well, just don't get too excited about and it. And again, there's nothing we're, we can do to handicap you this skill. But I mean, like, yeah. we bet on this stuff. And like, we so bet on this. You, you make a, uh, now you're sitting there and you think you get, your, you, you get a cover, you get the play you need, you need the, you got the pass breakup, you got the whatever it might be. Your guy gets a little too happy, and the next thing you know, oh no, here we go, new set of downs. Let's 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 move this on. I mean, this is stuff that's like, I'm sure because I didn't see every single taunting call of the week. I'm sure someone out there is going to tweet us right now and say like, yeah, that cost me this or this whatever. Like sure. it, it moved this on, and I had this that and the other. I'm, I'm almost positive it cost people bets this past week, and it's just you know, again, it's just yet another layer of things that yeah. we just have to process. It's, it's already Plinko betting uh, NFL preflop ATS. Now just add another layer of it. And, and please, for everybody out there, like Matt just said, like we got a great tweet from Brad at, at Spiderweb without some vowels on, on Twitter of uh, David Coley declining that offsides penalty of the weekend. Send us all the stuff from the weekend. We won't want to miss anything. If there's something that you think, like, like Matt, you just said, if it costs you, let us know. We might bring yeah. it up on the show. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to talk about the coaching Michigas from yesterday. David Cully, uh, Mike Zimmer, Mike McCarthy, you're all on deck. All of yous. We'll also look at, uh, <laughs> like, I like pluralizing you, by the way. Did you catch that? Uh, we're, uh, we have a game between the Lions and the Packers tonight, NFC North teams. So we thought we should look at some NFC North odds. We will do that as well. Next, and all the coaching stuff right here on VEASAN's primetime action on a Monday night. Thank you, Brent Musburger, the godfather. It is primetime action on a Monday night here from the South Point. It's Kill Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. You guys okay? It's like heaven earlier around here. <laughs> you, oh. you want to explain to people what just happened? Yeah, we we, we gotta, take them behind the curtain too much. Go ahead, Matt. I mean, a guy like, there's, there's a long way between the bottom of the desk and what I, and like if, if I curl my leg under to put it on the chair the whole time, it just, so I, sometimes I like to just take my legs out, you know, mm-hmm. so I have to put a box down here. Right. Matt's foot box. But the box has it. been too thin and sometimes it falls during segments. Uh, if you heard it last segment, maybe you did or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. We found another, an identical foot box. We've taped them together. It is the perfect foot now box. Now you're in heaven. Yeah. It's, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. So Very glad. Happy. This is amazing. It took a year plus for us to get it the did. perfect. It did, but guess what? It is. It's here, and I love it. That's awesome. It's taking longer than that to just get new chairs that work, but yeah, <laughs> got it. I love it. Uh, uh, let's just talk real quick about a couple coaching, a few coaching 
just absolutely ridiculous things that happened yesterday. First of all, Minnesota Vikings, who are two plays away from being 2-0. and Instead, they're 0-2. A Dalvin Cook fumble, perhaps, in the Cincinnati game last week in overtime. And then yesterday, Greg Joseph misses a 37-yarder with no time left on the clock. And Minnesota loses to the Cardinals by a point. They do cover. But Mike Zimmer and his staff elected to let the clock roll for 35 seconds all the way down to allow Joseph to kick that 37-yarder. Okay, Joseph had been kicking 50-plusers, so mm, I guess. But then Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys, said, hold my beer. Mike McCarthy, who got bailed out by Greg the Leg yesterday, Greg Zerline, Legatron. Because you always have to settle for a 56-yarder when you the, get that chance. Fireball. <laughs> this is a, I mean, I mean they're this not is, going. This is a fireball offense. It's malpractice. Did, this did is you a, read this story? is a fireball offense. Did yes. you read the comments afterwards? Here are the comments. Because they let the clock bleed from 28 seconds, where the previous play was tackled, all the way down to four to attempt this 56-yarder. McCarthy, quote, I've never had a clock go off the board on me like that. The second down, we were trying to chip away, and I just... And just get a shorter field goal. So we were going to attempt a third down play, then kick it on fourth. McCarthy insisted the clock he was watching powered off. As John Goulet said off air this morning. Yeah, because there's only one clock in SoFi. Uh, He continued. So that. (laughs) He said that the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, couldn't see a clock because it was, quote, quote, blocked by a camera guy. Look, I'm not going to pretend to know every NFL stadium guild, but like John Goulet said, I've been in multiple to cover games. There are about seven different play clocks you can usually see from wherever you're standing on the field. Oh, it gets worse. McCarthy said, quote, a substitution communication occurred as well, seemingly Pollard heading for the sideline with Cooper already out after a rib injury suffered on the drive, contributed to the haze. Um, And then he said, quote, we were communicating with the box. We didn't have the personnel step in the third down call. Once you get below 17 seconds, it's a threshold and you just let it run out and take the kick. What? And then Greg Zerline bails him out in case the 56-yarder. And and with seven yards to, to spare. So, yes, he got, he got bailed out. But it, that was – I was watching that in in real time, and I, I was sitting there going – Tony Romo couldn't I was – Tony Romo I mean, Speech of jaw at my – I was like – What's going what, on? Yeah. What, what am I watching? Like, I, how that's is this one of those, an NFL game? That's one of those stories, Gil. If we if they had lost that oh, game, yeah. we will we would have remembered for the rest of the season. Correct. But they win it, and we'll forget it for two weeks from now. Yep, that's exactly right. The result will dominate the sort of end of that story. Oh, but so then, we're, we're, are we just giving an entire segment to you at some point tonight, Matt, for the the Tony Pollard? Uh, I mean, this this is just getting silly. Like it's getting silly. You brought you I talked mean, about it a lot on this show I last mean, year. He's better. He's better he than is. Ezekiel Elliott. He is better. He is better. He's better. He's been better for a year. Yeah. yeah, he's better. And they, but they paid a bunch of money to Zeke. And I promise you, Jerry Jones says no. Right. We're 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 going to run the guy that that I, I paid I don't all even that think, money. To. I don't even think he needs to say it. Mike McCarthy does it out of fear. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Pollard had more burst all last year. All last year, and then man, there were times watching that game yesterday where it's like. The Chargers either didn't watch tape on this guy or he's gotten even faster because there were so many times he'd he'd go to the outside, bounce to the outside, make that turn that corner, and the the vendor had no angle on him because he was so quick. Yeah. While we're on that game, though, real quick, I, I, I will give hats off, though. I mean, Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, like he 
There are multiple different times that he gave unique he, looks he to confused, Justin Herbert. He confused him. Yeah. yeah. He, he gave different looks to, to Herbert. And, and listen, Herbert has been amazing. Like, he has been amazing since he's come into the league. But, you know, all the credit, credit where credit is due. I mean, he, there were multiple different times where he made it look like he was going to be coming and he backed guys off or vice versa and would, would, would load up kind of one side and then do the, like, switch. He, he had Herbert all kinds of mixed up. And Herbert was audible and out of things, and the play calls that were literally falling right into their hand. It, it it was a it was a really really good defensively called game. But we talked about this last week. If it's not Patrick Mahomes, and you had one player to start a team with, Justin Herbert is it, probably the guy. It, it, it already it have to be him. And Mario Cristobal didn't get anything done with him. Mm-hmm. And then Anthony Lynn wouldn't have started him unless Terod Taylor's lung literally got punctured. That it's just incredible. It's wild. Yeah. So. Here's the thing. Those were the two clock gaffes from both Zimmer and McCarthy. But the coaching award of the week, and I do mean award bizarro, goes to David Culley of the Houston Texans. The Texans had a third and 15, and they got 13 yards, 13 and a half, let's call it, to the 49-yard line. So it's a fourth and a long one. And the Browns had lined up offside. So his options were fourth and one or third and 10 if he takes the penalty. He declines the penalty and punts. Then this morning, he says, yeah, I made a mistake. I should have taken the penalty. He still doesn't get it. <laughs> he still doesn't get it. What is going on? The best was, I didn't even see it. I didn't see it live, but watching like the, you know, people posting tw- uh, the tweets of the replay of, of what happened on the field, it was like six different people we're trying to make sure he understood what was going on. He's like, yeah, I understand. And he's like, yeah, let's go. Like, I get it, yeah. Kevin Stefanski, you see the shot of his reaction? He was smiling and shaking his head. <laughs> he couldn't believe yeah. it. He's like, is this happening? It was, yeah, that, that was a note. But, I mean, again, we, we said before the season early, I mean, he was, it was almost as if they picked the perfect coach to kind of actively tank. Actively and, and, tank. And Without knowing just it. A, yeah, just, and right there, that is like, yeah. that, just a decision like that, and just let you know. You see, know that, I mean? that's like, like you know, we're talking about, like, if you needed to chase the booby prize in the contest, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Texans management knows what they're doing. Like, if they really wanted to win, like, you roll out a different coach, right? But you just keep rolling out that guy. He's going to try very hard. He's going to keep losing for you. Well, he's, they, they're counting on him to make the wrong decisions. If and, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're counting and, on and him. And yet, if Terod Taylor stays in that game, they may win that game, the, for all we know. The, I mean, look, we don't wish... We don't wish anyone to get hurt. Obviously, I mean that's not anything coming up with a hamstring injury or something like that. But like for the for the Texans franchise, like yesterday, Terod pulling his hamstring is probably the best thing that could ever happen to them. For that franchise, yeah, for sure. Because Terod would he would yeah, he probably won them screwed some around games. and won a couple more games, yeah. and instead, like yeah. they are now, they have no they have no hope. They really have no hope now. Let's go to the NFC North because this is the run up to the Packers and the Lions today. Not the sexiest of matchups. On eleven paper. and a half, by the way. So still oh. sitting eleven and a half. The only thing that's really moved is this totals ping pong a little bit between 49 and 49 and a half. And I think this pretty much just goes to show Gil, like we've, we've talked about in these Island games where we've seen the, the things just go all crazy, crazy. But when the, when it's a game like this, it's just a complete mismatch and the spreads already so big. I, I, I think this is where we kind of see like probably not going to get a ton of movement just because it's already at 11 yeah. and a half. Yeah. Sort of that no man's land mm-hmm. number. Kelly, you don't want to do the NFC North now? Let's, we'll look at him next segment. You sure? 
Yeah, we got, we only got two minutes here. Okay. I mean, I don't think they're. I don't think it's that fascinating, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, okay. let's show it. Yeah. I mean, because just, let's fire. We got it. two. I mean, we got two teams that have played two games and two teams that have only played one at this point. So here it is. Here are the NFC North odds. Packers are still your favorite. Remember, they're zero and one. But the Vikings are zero and two, and they could be two and zero. But they're zero and two. They're four to one. The Bears, who are one and one, are plus five fifty, and the Lions, who are zero and one, twenty eight to one. Season win totals adjusted: ten and a half for the Packers, seven and a half for the Vikings, six and a half for the Bears, three and a half for the Lions. They're yes nos for the playoffs. Anything? Yeah, I mean the only thing would be just if you had the bankroll, I guess you would just bet the Packers to win the division. I mean, like they're they're going to win the division now at this point, I believe. So, I mean this this Vikings thing has gotten pretty bad. I mean, they're talking about, they're saying like they don't make the playoffs. They're going to clean house and the whole nine yards. Apparently things have gotten real bad in the locker room. I was hearing on, on the way here, people turning on Kirk cousins and all kinds of not Kirk cousins fault. No, even though I will say this again, as a guy who was a Washington football teamer, when they, when the Vikings signed Kirk cousins initially to a three year, $84 million deal. Again, this is what I will say when I do baseball season win totals and projecting teams, what you're doing is replacing the production from the previous season. So Kirk Cousins was replacing Case Keenum's unbelievable production from the previous year with the Vikings. I don't care who you are. You weren't going to do that. Case Keenum was remarkably great that year. Now, over a three-year arc, maybe they thought he'd be better. Right. But I don't know that that was worth the investment at that time. And and this is not Kirk Cousins' fault. Again, they could be two and zero. They yeah. really could be. I mean, you've lost two yeah. games by a total of four points. Dalvin like, Cook fumble. Greg Joseph misses a thirty-seven yarder. You could be two and zero. I think it's sad to hear about some of that locker room stuff, Matt. Because I, I think otherwise, otherwise this might be ta- uh, an interesting spot to take a piece of the Vikings, maybe win total or something. Yeah, I don't think this division is done. I really don't. We'll see how the Packers do tonight. We'll see. Packers Lions coming up. We'll also update all the baseball scores next. Veasan's prime time. 